Hello and welcome to a fresh edition of the Archie Update. We are so glad you're with us today. We have a very special guest, Mr. Jeff Kramer, a man who really needs no introduction. But just in case you don't know, he is the superintendent of the Archie School District and he does a phenomenal job. We're so uh, fortunate to have him within our community. And as always, we like to start with a little bit of fun. And so we want to get this episode going with a game. And uh, our game for today is actually going to be Family Feud. And if you're not familiar with the rules of Family Feud, I have asked 100 people a question. And what Mr. Kramer is going to try to guess is the most common answers that come up. Now, kind of how we're going to do this is I'm going to see if he can get the most common answer. And uh, we'll give him half a point for the second most common answer. So, Mr. Kramer, are you ready to play Family Feud? I am so ready to play Family Feud. Let's do this thing. All right, so the first question, we asked 100 women, what should husbands never buy without their wives' permission? What should husbands never buy without their wives' permission? Um, I would think that my wife would say, Anything that had to do with the laundry, laundry soap, laundry detergent of any kind, she would definitely say that that is one I should not buy. All right. While you're playing at home, go ahead and give your answers to one another. Unfortunately, Mr. Kramer, that is not the top answer. In fact, that is the third top answer. So I'm going to give you one more try. What should husbands never buy without permission from their wives? You know, I think also, if I was to uh, give another answer, um, something else that I should never buy. I, my wife is not a huge fan of me buying the groceries. I think she thinks that I am a little too uh, frivolous with what I get. Groceries is not the answer. The number one answer, what half of people actually said, what half of the women said their husband should not buy is a car or a truck. And maybe you just assumed nobody would be that stupid. But, hey, that's, that was the number one answer. So no points on that one, but don't worry. We have a second question coming at you. Second question is this. What did women say? What did women say is dad's favorite activity to do with their children? Um, this is a hard question because uh, both these questions are asking me what women would say, and I think I've proven over 29 years of marriage that I am still learning that. <laughs> so one of the favorite activities that my wife would say I like to do with children, with my children, is to um, do anything sports-related, fishing, um, outside, anything that's outside, outside activity. Okay. If you're watching, if you're listening to this with your family, go ahead and give your answers. Because here's the thing, Mr. Kramer actually somehow, in one answer, gave the two most common answers. So the number one most common answer, if you said this, is playing sports or playing ball. But then the second most common answer was actually fishing, which he just threw in there as kind of a bonus. So that's like that's a that's a double doozy. Nicely done, Mr. Kramer. So let's let's see if we can let's see if we can get the majority of answers right with this final question. And this one was actually from the perspective of men. Okay, so here it is. What did men say, and this is the same question, except we're just going to reverse the roles. What did men say is, their, is a father's favorite thing to teach their children? Not just to do, but to teach their children. Um, what did men say is fa fa father's favorite thing to teach children? And, you know, for me, I, I guess 
I'm always skewing it with what is my favorite thing. Um, my family and I have always had a very strong faith. And one of the things that I took the role in our family was um, teaching our children, my son and my daughter, the path of a disciple. Um, that was my favorite. Now, uh, I, I would probably go back to the sports um, for what men would say is teaching their kids how to play sports and how to play in different activities. Okay. All right. That's a really good answer. And again, if you're, if you're talking at home, give your final answers because I'm, I'm about to spill the beans. Here's what men said a dad's favorite thing to teach their children are. Sports and to play catch. And then in a very, very close second, that got 26 out of 100. In a very, very close second was they like to teach their children respect for women. Um, specifically when they're teaching their sons, it said a very common answer was how to be a man. So uh, I think those are really good answers. And thanks for playing. Uh, you know, two out of three, that's pretty good. Um, and this is just a, a really fun game to play. I think what we ought to do is what I ought to get a running tally of what Archie students said. So next time we have you on the show, and we'll have some other administrators on the show, we'll get we'll get specific answers from the Archie students, and we'll see who can accumulate the most points that could be a kind of fun running competition so i will get that information with you now uh really excited as i said before to have mr kramer on he is really involved in this community genuinely cares i've got to have quite a few meetings with you through um the ministerial alliance and, and we've gotten to chat a couple different times and your passion and care for the students it just seems so genuine and i'm just really thankful to be in a community um, that has a leader that's so truly invested. And, and the other thing I would say before I jump on, just to kind of hype you up even a little more, um, it really feels like in this community, the school is the hub of the community. It's, it's kind of where we look to for, for leadership. It's where most of the activities happen. And uh, just, uh, again, just thankful for your leadership. Thank you for all the blood, sweat, and tears you put into making the school happening. I know you're going to say, hey, it's part of a big team. And so, um, and we definitely recognize that. So, Mr. Kramer, to get us going, if, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your journey to Archie and to becoming the superintendent. And if you could tell us a little bit about um, what makes Archie School District so wonderful. I started off in education in elementary. Um, I was a special ed teacher at the elementary level. And, you know, one of the things I found in that is that I absolutely loved, at the elementary level, the kids that I was dealing with. Um, and I loved the fact that I was in special ed. I had a very diverse group of students, and I was able to be uh, a, a game changer for them. I was able to be a, an influential person in their lives and see great growth in some students that really struggled with some of their disabilities. From there, I, I progressed. I, I took an administrative position in a neighboring district in Marshall, Missouri, and as a principal in Marshall, Missouri. I was principal of the high school, and I found out that when I was there, I now had high school kids, and I loved them too. Um, you know, it was one of those things that when I came here to Archie, uh, I took over the high school and the middle school principal's position, and now I had high school and middle school kids. And there were a lot of people out there that say, you got to be crazy to love middle school kids, but I loved it too. And I think I, I tell people a lot that I'm kind of like a flower. I have grown where I've been planted, and I have enjoyed every place I've been. My wife and I, we made the decision to move to the Mar Archie area just because we were needing to get back to the Kansas City area for some, some family needs and to be able to help take care of um, some family situations. And so we were looking for a school district that was around the Kansas City area, and, and Archie popped up for me. 
Um, I really believe that it was uh, it was a, a godsend for me to be able to come to Archie. It was one of those things that um, I got to this community and was embraced immediately. I had a, I found out very quickly that I had a great group of students. I had a great group of teachers. I had a great group of administrators that were around me, and I was just so appreciative of the opportunity that I had to be here and to be a part of the community. My wife and I, we uh, are strong believers that wherever I work, that I have to also live. Um, I want the people in that community to know that I'm a part of that community. I'm not just visiting. And so when we decided to work here in Archie, um, and I say we because my wife is a part of every decision that I make uh, after being married 29 years, I have learned that lesson. And so um, we decided to move to Archie um, to be a part of Archie and not just uh, some place that I worked. And it was one of the best decisions that we've ever made. I absolutely love being here. Um, the first four years, first three years, I should say, I was the principal at the high school and middle school. And I was lucky enough to get the superintendent's position last year, which was my first year as superintendent. And then now I'm back again this year. So I've either, either fooled them or I've done all right for the first year. And um, I absolutely, I could not tell you again how much I love this community. Um, you were talking very nicely about me earlier, and you said that I would mention um, the other staff and the people that are around me. And I do need to mention that I have a lot of great people that I work with. Um, and I regularly say to them and anybody that I come in contact with that if there is ever a good thing that has been said about me, it is because of the work and the sweat that's been put in for those people that are around me. Um, very, very often I look good because of the work that other people do. And in this situation, it's the same. I've got a great teaching staff, administrative staff, support staff for my nursing to my custodial maintenance crew to my paraprofessionals, all of the staff, the cooks. Um, I couldn't tell you the number of people. Um, going along with that, I, I need to mention too, I have got such a supportive community. If I have a need and I put it out there, it gets met. Somebody in the community will come up and meet, and I am constantly amazed at the graciousness of the people in this community to meet the needs of our students. That's so good. And, you know, that's not every community that you can rely on like that. And it, part of what we want to do in this podcast is just celebrate the good things. And so I really appreciative that you said that and I also just want to reflect on what you said when you said when you first got here you really did feel welcomed and that's so key I mean that that makes a difference when new families are coming in and checking us out just to know that hey um, we have open arms that, that makes a big difference in the community so uh, thanks for reflecting on that the second question I want to ask you, and, and this is going to kind of put us into school gear, and I'm, I'm going to assume that we're going to have some parents out there listening and some students listening in, and uh, here's my question for you. Can you tell us about any changes or new opportunities for the 2016-17 school year? That is something I am eager to talk about. Uh, there are a lot of things that we're doing this year and that started off last year. Um, we have really been trying to push. Uh, last year, my first year as a superintendent, one of the topics that we talked about in every administrative meeting that we had last year, and we have them every month, was the fact that we wanted to start having our students be community-minded, that we wanted them to have a community-focused and service-minded individual kind of atmosphere in the building. Um, That's great. So one of the things that we did is we started saying, okay, what can we do? to make our students, to give our students the opportunity to have a service project in their, in their high school years, especially to be able to kind of see 
what the benefits are of seeing outside themselves and, and for service of others. And last year was the inaugural year. It was the first year of having a community service project day. And we really called it our community service or community outreach day. And we had students going into the community um, and also working around the building, outside the building, inside the building, do a variety of projects. Um, a couple of the projects that we did in the community, um, we did some trash pickup. We also went to the senior housing and planted flowers and took care of some flower beds. We went to the city park, and with the paint that was provided, we had several students that were out there painting the equipment and taking care of the park. Um, one of the things that was absolutely amazing about it is that our students were able to readily see the benefits of doing work for others. Uh, several of the students that were working at the senior housing and working in the flower beds came back and they were extremely excited at just the nice comments that people had given them. And, you know, that's really the reward in the service project, seeing, seeing the work that you have done for somebody else and how that benefits their life. Um, it's, a, it's an attribute that can only be gleaned through doing a service project. It's something that we're looking to at, again, kind of supporting this year and really having that as a focus for ourselves. Um, so part of what we are doing this year, we're starting us off, starting us off with, a, with a fall service project day. This year we're going to actually have two, one in the fall and one in the spring. And we're having our fall one. We're tentatively scheduled right now for November the 4th. Um, a lot of our students are reaching out to the community um, right now. Our, our staff and our administrators are talking with a variety of groups in town to kind of see what are some of the projects that can be done. Some of those groups that we've been talking to are the city planner, uh, Sean Thacker, who has been very helpful, um, the Ministerial Alliance, of which you're part of, Miguel, mm -hmm. and we are looking for opportunities, you know, for our students to come out into the community and make a difference. Um, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for them to enhance their learning and to become better and more well-rounded individuals. That's great. And uh, just the, the, the idea that the school is not just teaching the educational side, but really displaying character and what it takes to be a part of a vibrant community. Um, that's just, that's really cool to hear. Now, again, because I anticipate we're going to have some parents and some students listening, you have seen so many school years and so many students go through school years and people come from so many different backgrounds and situations. Can you tell us maybe just a principle that, that you've seen play out, a, a tip that you could give us from the perspective of a parent. How do I make this a successful school year? Can you, can you give us a parent tip, and then could you follow that up with a student tip? What's the most important principle a student can carry into the school year? What's the most important principle a parent can carry into the school year to make it a success? I sure can. Uh, as a matter of fact, I can really kind of tie this back to the first question, too. You know, one of the things that we started this last year was looking for opportunities for the community to be able to come into the building not just for our students to go out into the community we want this community to recognize that they have the best attribute of this town and that is our students their kids so we've been pushing them out in the community but one of the things that we did last year is we had the hot diggity dog night which it really was a way to pull the community in we provided free hot dogs and drinks and chips and we invited the community to come in to get some transitional information um, for going into the summer things that they can do tips that they can work with their students on during the summertime some summer months but also stuff in materials that they would need for transitions for the school year coming back into the school year successfully that was a great Great success and one of the major functions of that night was just to, the very nature of pulling the community in because what we want the the community to know is that our school is just an extension of their home 
Not only do we want our students to feel safe and feel at home when they come to school, we want their families to feel that way too. So I think that, you know, if I were to give one of my greatest tips to parents as a former parent, as a parent now, um, for having, uh, helping their, their student, their child have a successful year is to be connected with the school. Um, promote with your kids to be active, to be in the various clubs that we have available, the various um, activities, whether it's band or choir or one of our sporting activities, to make, make the opportunities available for them, for them to be active and for the parents themselves to be a presence in that day. Uh, nothing makes me happier than whenever I go to supervise a game or an activity or a musical event, and I see all of the parents there with the smiles on their faces. I, I know that that is probably the one tip that will help their students be the most successful is when they see their parents supporting them in their activities and see them at those events. And it's one of those things, too, when a parent is at the building, the parent also feels connected and feels that there is that there is an opportunity there for them to help their students achieve and to be their best. Um, you know, a tip that would go along with that is for the parents just to early on in the year, reach out to the teachers. Make sure that, that those teachers know you and know that you're a presence in your child's life and that you care um, because we know that you do. And it never works as well as when we have a, a cohesive relationship between the school and the community. Um, really, the home is just an extension of the school, and the school is just an extension of the home, and we need each other for our students to achieve at their highest level. Yeah, yeah. That's excellent. Really good tip. Uh, just to kind of close this out today, it's been great having you. Uh, one one kind of final question. I know that there is an upcoming ballot issue which will have an effect on the school. So um, can you tell us a little bit about that ballot issue? Yes, I can. I appreciate having the opportunity just to kind of highlight and talk about that um, a little bit. What we really do have, um, we have a great facility in Archie. Uh, the inclusion of our dome, our sports complex, um, the building itself is a great building. We have a lot of opportunities within our building that smaller districts or small districts the same size as us don't have. And so that's one thing. I want to thank the community for the support that we've had in the past to be able to um, to be able to, to glean the support that we've had to, to have the facilities that we do have in place. Um, one of the things that we do have an issue with right now is that we have an old roof on our building. There are parts of our roof that are, are very old. We um, have some parts of our roof that are in, are in need of repair. We have patched and covered and sealed and repatched and covered and sealed and repatched and covered and sealed as much as we can and in rainy weather like what we are having right now today um, there is water leakage into the building to the point that it's uh, damaging some of the ceiling tile getting walls wet floors wet even leaking into some of our electrical and technology areas which is most definitely a concern a concern that is in need of urgent addressing I think I really just would like to continue by saying that there will be a ballot initiative on the November 8th ballot, um, highlighting an opportunity to be able to address those, those problems that we're having in the district. And I just challenge everybody that's in this community, that's an Archie resident, to get out and vote. Um, I'm a firm believer that uh, we should uh, exercise our right to vote, and I'm one that gets out at, at every voting session. So I just challenge the community to get out and vote. Yeah, I'm going to go a step further, and this is just my opinion, but 
I'm, I'm hearing you say that the school really needs a roof, that it's important for the students to have, you know, a safe environment that's not wet and mildewy and, and moldy and all those sorts of things. And, and, you know, one issue just leads to more. And this is the time that we have a chance to really improve the building. And, you know, you said it's a 10 cents tax levy. Those are the facts. And to me, the way I'm hearing that is we can we can go an extra 10 cents to be a champion for the children. So that's that's how I'm looking at it. That's just my opinion. But but as I'm looking at this and, and hearing you say this, um, 10 cents seems a small price to pay in order to support our students even more. And I know I know uh, you're not saying this is just my opinion, but uh, I just wanted to throw it out there. And, uh, you know, Jeff, it's been it's been great having you on. Uh you're a very articulate guest, and you had a lot of really great things to share, and I'm, I'm just thankful for your time. And uh, I just wanted to give you one last chance to, to say anything that you'd like to to the community. The last thing that I'd like to say to the community is just that how thankful I am. I have been the benefactor of being a part of a community that cares about their kids, um, cares about the building that they're in, cares about the teachers that they have, and has cared about me. Uh, I have had many people in this community that have attached themselves to me and that I have attached myself to. And I think of much more than just as a superintendent and as a family member. I, I really have a lot of people in this community that I consider family, that I consider friends. Um, that's not the same in every small community. Some small communities can be very clicky. They can be very exclusionary but that's not the feeling about this community that I've had, and it's not what I've witnessed. It's not what I see day in and day out. I see people of all walks and all life, uh, people with a variety of diversities and difficulties in their background that are being embraced by this community, and I just, I'm glad to be a part of it, and I feel blessed to be here in Archie, and I just want to give you one final shout out and say thank you to the community, and uh, I look forward to being here for a very long time. Thank you. Once again, Mr. Kramer, thank you so much for your time, and thank you, audience, for sticking with us for a little bit extra. I know we went long today, had a lot of bonus content, but it was a lot of really good stuff to cover at the same time. As always, we want to conclude our show by thanking our sponsors, Evangel Church, and Evangel Church is a place where you can find faith so beautiful that it's worth keeping. Uh, for more information about Evangel Church, please visit evangel.church archie. We will... Be back with you next week for a fresh edition of the Archie Update. As always, please follow us on Facebook, and please hit subscribe as you conclude your time with us today. All right, have a great week. Mm -hmm.